Welcome into another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. He's Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon1063. A huge card. A absolutely massive card to preview here as the UFC is back after a week off last week. For UFC 273, we've got two title fights. We've got a, another uh, sort of, it's not really a, a main event, but it's, it, it might as well be a main event in the, uh, the fight leading up to the two title fights. And then we've got one of the young hot names, one of the young up-and-comers uh, in the prelims here. So let's get started. Jordan, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm worried this show is not going to deliver uh, as high quality because we don't have Bilal on this week. That's but- true. Luckily, we do have an outstanding fight card. Uh, very top-heavy, but certainly a fantastic fight card to, to fall back on for uh, UFC 273. That's true. Make sure you check out that Bilal Muhammad podcast that we put out last week. Wherever you're, pod- wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, where are you listening to it? Just go one down. It's right there. Uh, our interview with Bilal Muhammad about his fight that's coming up next week, uh, about him training during Ramadan, which absolutely sucks. And uh, I saw him posting some pictures last night of their, their like it was like 11 o'clock at night, and he's going and doing his, his, some of his training. So I think he's adjusted his schedule just a little bit for the first couple weeks here uh, leading into that fight. So we'll have more on that absolutely uh, next week as we preview that. But let's get into this huge card. We've got two title fights coming up here. We've got the first one, or actually the main event, so it'll be the second title fight. But the main event, Alexander Volkanovsky against Chan Sun Young, the Korean zombie. This is in the featherweight division. It is the, the main event. It is your title fight. This is a big one. The Korean zombie stepping in uh, once again for Max Holloway, who's not available to fight in this one. Um, But this should be an absolutely great fight. If you look at the odds, they're going to tell you a little bit differently, as Volkanovski is a huge favorite at minus 850. But you never know what you're going to get with the Korean zombie, Jordan, as he can just take hit after. That's how he got his nickname, the Korean zombie. You can keep hitting him over and over and over again, and it is not going to matter. He is going to keep coming at you with everything he's got. This should be a great one. Well, yeah, well, first and foremost, if someone wants to go back and understand why he's called the Korean zombie, go back to his fight, his two fights, really, but his first fight against Leonard Garcia back at WEC 48. This was in 2010, so, you know, 11, 12 years ago. But that fight was just bonkers. They followed it up uh, a year later on a UFC fight night card, so two outstanding fights. That's why he's known as the Korean zombie. And this is a guy that's been in this position before. You know, he has fought for the championship. He fought for the uh, featherweight championship against Jose Aldo in in Rio. Um, and he's always going to be a tough out. And as 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 much as you get like surprised by what the Korean Zombie brings to the table, there's always an evolution to his game. He showcased it his last fight in an impressive unanimous decision victory over Dan Ige. All three of these, all three of these big cards, and I'm not, I was almost going to call them all three of these title fights because quite literally, Gilbert Burns and Hazmat Shemaev could, could, could be a, a title fight. Um, but they've got silly odds, in my opinion. I mean, Alexander Volkanovsky certainly deserves to be the favorite. He might be one of the best, uh, you know, featherweights we've ever seen, and he's a defending champion. He's not an eight to one, seven to one favorite over over Chan Sung Chung. That just doesn't doesn't make sense at, at all for me. So. Um, I think Jung's got an opportunity, uh, certainly earlier in this fight. Uh, but as it plays along, we've seen Volkanovski just be able to go five hard rounds with Max Holloway twice and did it again against Brian Ortega, surviving some silly submission attempts. Um, 
I, I, I mean, Volkanovski's not going to lose this fight. Uh, it doesn't matter about the short notice for me or not for the Korean Zombie. But um, I, I just you got to you got to be unique here. Like we're not going to lay seven eight dollars, right? No, to, to see Alexander the Great get his, get his hand raised. Just, no, just, and just if, stupid. If you believe in the, the nickname the Korean Zombie, the odds makers also believe this fight to go the distance, and they have Alexander Volkanovsky, Alexander the Great, by points at minus 140. So that's a little bit shorter odds for you if you wanted to get in on that. And that's what Vegas believes, you know, that's it it would it would hold true to the namesake that this is going to be a long drag out fight, five full rounds, but eventually it's going to come down to Volkanovski getting his hand raised at the end by decision. Yeah, I I I I I see that. I see the reason for it because that's kind of what Volkanovski has done. Uh, over his last, you know, you know, couple of fights and couple of wars, you know, in fact, he actually hasn't won a fight inside the distance since 2018. So uh, there's been four fights since then. But you know, those four fights are against you know Jose Aldo, two against Max Holloway and Brian Ortega. So extremely difficult guys to go out there and finish. And actually, if anybody was about to be finished, Ortega had an unbelievable sick guillotine that he almost submitted Alexander Volkanovsky on. And I don't know how Alexander Volkanovsky survived. So I'm actually not, I don't, I don't like the points either. I think there's too much of a risk because Volkanovsky can finish guys. Um, and chance on Jung is also a finisher. So I actually might look for a play on the total, maybe, you know, under three and a half, maybe probably closer, probably under four and a half at plus plus one thirty right now at bet rivers I'm seeing. So maybe I go there just to be a, a little bit safe. But again, there, there, there's there's too many variables and there's so many so much favoritism on Volkanovski. I, I probably at the end of the day, I, I probably just got to put him in a parlay, you know, and, and, and try to yeah. couple him up with like one or two other fights that I like earlier on the card. Yeah, like you mentioned, that under four and a half, I'm looking at plus 132 right now. So that would, you know, if you want to sprinkle a little bit on that, maybe see how your night's going. And uh, if you need to chase, maybe sprinkle a little bit on that. But, you know, this is basically just setting up another Max Holloway Volkanovsky rematch, isn't it? Like, this is just a place setter. Volk- we all assume Volkanovsky is going to win. And then this is just going to set up, okay, well, now he's just going to fight Max Holloway again, right? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, because as you just you alluded to earlier, like, like, this, that was supposed to be the fight. Max Holloway had to pull out of the fight. Uh, and then, you know, Max Holloway, who had two extremely close decision losses to Alexander Volkanovsky. One was a unanimous decision and, and then a split decision loss to Volkanovsky. And, and then since then, he's had to fight of, like, not the night, like, fight of the year wins over Calvin Cater and Yair Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. So, like, Max Holloway, yeah, Max Holloway needs to be fighting for the championship. He's, he's pro- He is probably the greatest... Featherweight we've ever seen. Uh, so, yeah, he should get the winner um, of this fight. And I think it'll be Volkanovski. Uh, and, you know, that fight will probably be later this year. So this fight is a stay away unless you need to, you know, uh, put that minus 850 into a parlay. Boost your odds a little bit if you want to towards the end of the night. Our other co-main event, our other title fight is Aljamain Sterling against Petr Jan. Now this one, Aljamain has been off for a year, getting his body right ever since he quote-unquote won the belt based off of a disqualification with Petr Jan. This is a, a rematch here off of a, a, a an illegal knee to the face, and it was called, but I mean, he was losing that fight towards the end when they called it a, a disqualification, and he's been hanging around with the belt for over a year now. Yeah, but he's, I mean, look, he, he, he I think if you ask them bluntly, like you had a personal 
conversation with Aljamain Sterling. Like, he doesn't consider himself a champion. Like, he doesn't consider either fighter the champion. Like, he thinks that they're fighting for the for the unified championship. And, and, and I kind of agree with him. A couple of things about this. First and foremost, you know, the odds were similar when they, when they first fought. Peter Jan was, was, was a, a heavy favorite. A little less, you know, he was like a dollar, you know, 290. Uh, he closed it nearly four dollars. Um, I picked Eljamain Sterling to win the fight. Uh, I saw so I ended up being the benefit, the beneficiary of <laughs> felt a little dirty, but the, the money's still green, right? Exactly. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, you know, people forget you got to go look back and watch that fight. Like Eljamain Sterling was holding his own and, and quite you could argue winning the fight through the first two rounds, and that's because of his athleticism. Uh, the, the funky style, you know, he's the funk master, the funky style that he throws strikes, and, you know, he, he throws kicks, he looks to work the body, he's a very good wrestler, and, you know, you, you got to also remember what that guy did, um, you know, uh, you know, earlier on in his career. I mean, he was running through the guys ever since, you know, he took the loss um, against Marlon Marais, uh, you know, against Sanhagen, he won that fight in 30 seconds, and Sanhagen, like, went five hard rounds with Peter Jan. Um, you know, the, the last time Peter Jan fought. So, uh, or a couple of times ago, Peter Jan fought. So I, I think, I, I just, again, it's another thing where like Peter Jan's not worth the investment, but this time it's because for me, it's more because of Sterling. I think a year off being in there for four and a half rounds with Jan, understanding what he's going to bring. I'll say this again, Peter Jan should be the favorite. He should be involved in, in a lot of your parlays, but I do not agree that he should be as as big of a favorite as he is. So of the three big fights, he's Sterling would be the underdog that I would take a hard look at before it's an absolute pass. It's a pass for me on the Korean Zombie, and it's a pass for me on Gilbert Burns. The other guy, that the Sterling's the underdog dollar that I look to, and I think could potentially pull off the upset because I think he's that talented now and the way he's going to do that is he's going to need to wrestle because Jan has he's a great striker he's uh has great takedown defense he can knock you out if he gets to it if you look at the method of victory Jan by points is plus 125 Jan by KO or TKO is plus 165 if you want to go Sterling by points that's eight to one and Sterling by submission is eight and a half to one but that's how he's going to win this fight he's going to have to take down Jan and and you know kill time down there when the the quote time of possession i guess uh, if you want to look at it that way um but also you know try to get him to tap and try to get him to submit now i'm i'm also concerned this being a five round fight about sterling's conditioning you know like this he's had a year off he hasn't like and yes you can train and you can train and you can train but once you get in there having a year off and having to go five full rounds under uh with a guy that if you let your guard down and go for a takedown he can knock you the hell out and that's what sterling's gonna have to worry about but he that's how he's going to win the fight is if this thing goes to the ground yeah no i i, I absolutely agree with you i, I it's gonna be a, a monumental task to, to to get peter jan there uh, because, you know, he's been in there with some strong wrestlers before, like a Jimmy Rivera and, you know, Jose Aldo certainly doesn't look to take fights to the ground. But, you know, if he does, you know, he's an outstanding Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. Sanhagen the same way with his length and his reach. And, and, and Jan's passed every test. So um, I, 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 I think, again, my play probably also similarly to the main event is, is maybe looking at the round total because mm-hmm. I think Peter Jan could get the finish. You know, he hits that hard. Uh, Sterling's been knocked out before, not the illegal knee, but the Marlon Marais, uh, you know, head kick that he took, put him his lights out. So, yeah, and Jan wants to go out and make a statement. I mean, he's been angry for 
you know, now a year of having to not be the undisputed Bantamweight champion of the world. He's had to have that blemish on his resume. He doesn't like Sterling. Sterling doesn't like Jan, so it's a good fight from that degree as well. But it's probably, again, Jan. And I hate to be boring. Like, I want to, like, find value for the guys. But I'm going to also be honest. Like, Jan Volkanovski and, like, two other fights, like, parlay. Like, that's that's what you have to do if you're going to really honestly make some money in the, on these on some of these fights. Yeah, the under four and a half is plus 104. So just over even money there. Bet 100 to win 104 <laughs> there if you uh, want to go with that. So you're looking at that. But ultimately, you're just saying, you know, put these two guys, put Volkanovski, put Jan in a parlay and see what you can get. The other guy I'm looking at to build a parlay with, because we've got a lot of heavy favorites, is Kazimach Chemaev against Gilbert Burns. You said you're already passing on Burns, but Chemaev is one of the hottest fighters in MMA right now, one of the hottest fighters, one of the fastest risers against in the UFC. This dude just absolutely pummels everyone he gets into the octagon with, and you see it. like this. They're ranked, you know, Chemaev's 11th right now. Burns is much higher, but Shmaev is a minus five fifty favorite. Yeah. You know that is that that is a huge favorite over someone who's highly ranked ahead of him. And if Shmaev wins this fight, which everybody thinks he's going to, I mean, you're talking about leapfrogging a ton of guys and potentially getting a title shot if you win this fight, right? Well, look, 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 this is a guy that's saying that like he'll fight both Kamaru Usman and Israel Adesanya on the same night. You know, the the respective welterweight, middleweight champions mm-hmm. of the world, like in the same night. Like, and you know what? Like, he's the type of guy that like I actually believe that. Um, here, you're a numbers guy. He's fought four times in the UFC. Four times has, mm-hmm. has Shemaev. How many significant strikes do you think he's absorbed? Ah, uh, see, you say you say this. You say this. I'm pretty, you yeah, say you this. I'm going at, right? You say this like I don't have the numbers ready, Jordan. You say this like I don't have the numbers ready. I know he's outlanded his opponents 112 to 1 in one. terms of significant strikes. Yeah, one. one. He's been in one. four fights. One of them, which this went to the second round, and one of them only lasted 17 seconds. But the other ones were three minutes and change. One strike. One. He's got four like, takedowns in there, too. Five submission attempts. I mean, this dude is, like, he's insane. He's absolutely insane. And, like, you, this meteoric rise that you're talking about, right? Like, if he does win, you have to give him consideration. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you certainly do. Look, he's he he gets it this time around. Like Gilbert Burns is the, very good. Yeah, Burns is no scrub. Like no offense yeah, to yeah. Burns. Like he's got a great resume of fighters, but like you just you're just outmatched here. Yeah, I mean, well, no, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I, I think they're they're quite even on the feet. I do believe that they match power as well. The it's the wrestling versus the versus the jujitsu of, of of Gilbert Burns. Um, and look, you know, Gilbert Burns. He hasn't like been taking time off. He went out and he beat Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, which is a very difficult thing to do. His last fight. Uh, so I think Gilbert Burns is certainly going to be the toughest test to date. But I, I just expect Shemayev to, to, to pass it with flying colors, and I'm actually expecting a finish. I, right. I think once again inside the distance, probably a TKO if you want to get cute. I don't think he submits the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. In Gilbert Burns, that would be a feather in Shemayev's cap. But let's just say it, play it safe inside the distance for 
uh, Shemaev, and you know he likely fights for the championship right after that. So, and maybe that night if he has his way. Yeah. Uh, so, plus one twenty-five right there for Shemaev by knockout or TKO. So you're saying that that's I, I like that play. You're getting plus money on that. Plus, you, you I mean, we've talked about this before on this on this podcast. We like the knockouts. We like the TKOs. We like the finishes. I don't like going to points and being like, oh, this guy won this round. I want finishes. I want submissions. I want knockouts. I want TKOs. I want all that stuff. And this seems like the fight that's going to out of all the three that we've talked about so far this one is going to deliver that that moment for everybody in a fight in one of the, the biggest rising stars in ufc yeah i mean i think it might be the lightest odds uh of of the of the three cha- i'm caught again three championship fights why not but yeah. it's the one i most believe in like i i don't want to play volkanovsky probably more so because of the value but chance on dog is is no slouch i definitely you know i believe in Algernon sterling so i think he's a live dog Gilbert Burns, I love him. He's great. Like I've interviewed him, you know, when I was in South Florida and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, Shemaev's gonna roll, roll. I mean, he just is the next. He's just the next coming. It's the next big thing. Well, we haven't found a twelve to one yet, but there's still time. There's still time, Jordan. There's still time to find something for twelve to one. Search it. There's still there's still time. Uh, We go to our next fight here: Mackenzie Dern against Tisha Torres. Uh, in one of the lightest odds, or the closest odds, I guess, uh, as far as fights go. Mackenzie Dern, uh, minus 128 favorite over Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres, just about over even money at plus 104. Tisha Torres loves to kick. She's good with the kickboxing. Mackenzie Dern comes with the jiu-jitsu, also good at boxing. This is just going to be a stand-up boxing and kicking match. I don't think you're going to see this one go to the ground, right? Well, I mean, I th- well, Mackenzie Dern wants to get this fight to the ground. I mean, yeah. that's where... That's where her world is. I mean, she she's an outstanding Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner that has ever improved and wants to continue to showcase that she's, you know, very good on her feet and was really surprised that she wasn't able to get Marina Rodriguez, uh, her, her last fight, uh, to the ground. Um, Tisha Torres, you know, is it has, you know, kind of reinvented herself. She's on a three-fight win streak. You mentioned it. She's an outstanding kickboxer, very good takedown defense. My slight lean is going to be on Tisha Torres and the underdog just because she's never been submitted. I think she's the better striker. She'll keep this fight in the feet and likely win a fight via points. Um, Mackenzie Dern also, there's some rumors about her that she's struggling with a couple of injuries leading into this fight. So that's another reason why I like Tisha Torres. So give me her. Uh, And plus, I forgot the stats that I looked at it, but uh, her... I forgot if they're married now. Now you're putting me on the spot. If she's married or not to Raquel Pettis. I didn't but, ask you that. I did not ask you that. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, just, I just wish I did. I just wish I had that information in front of me. But I think the record fighting on the same night uh, on the same card is like three now. Uh, oh, so, really? Okay. Those numbers too. Yeah, and, Ra- and Raquel Pettis wasn't supposed to fight on this card. She's stepping in on short notice for an under a prelim fight against against Aspen Ladd. Um, so, uh, another reason why, but I, I would have liked Tisha Torres either way. Like that's not like now leaning me to make the decision that I'm going to pick Tisha Torres to win. I just think she controls the fight on the feet. She doesn't go to the ground with Mackenzie Dern. And if she did, she has never been submitted. Uh, so I, and she's, she's been in there with some other very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu and submission artists. So Tisha Torres, Tisha Torres via points. Take both as an underdog. Yeah, you mentioned the takedown defense, and I think that that's probably where it's going to matter because with Dern and her fights, if she's not able to like control what's going on in the fight, that's when it kind of goes south for her. And if Torres stays upright with her good takedown defense and you know gets a kick in there, gets a knee in there, gets a, a fist in there, something like that, like it's going to be it, it's going to be lights out for for Mackenzie Dern. If we look at the method of victory 
for this fight. Uh, you've got Torres by points at plus 160, Dern by submission at plus 250, uh, Dern by points at plus 340, and then Torres by knockout. There it is. Torres by knockout and TKO at plus 650. Well, I mean, okay, well, Mackenzie Dern is likely not going to... she going to win a fight just straight up, like, on the feet, like, calling grappling, like... I think, like, if you like Mackenzie Dern, I don't. But if you did, like, you got to take her to win via submission. And I under just, I know I just said, like, Tisha Torres has never been submitted. Well, if someone's going to submit her, it's going to be like a, like a, an athlete like Mackenzie Dern. So I don't, I don't see her like controlling three rounds and winning on the feet and just winning the fight outright. So if you like Dern, play the submission. But like me and you like Torres, I'm mm-hmm. playing the win straight up at plus money, and I'm playing the points at plus money as well. Our first fight on the main card, the last fight here we'll mention in the main card, not our last fight that we'll talk about, but our last fight here in the main card is Vince Pichel against Mark Madsen. And when you look at Vince Pichel, he looks like he's a fighter right out of Peaky Blinders. He's got the mustache. He's got the shaved head. He just looks like he's going to 1920s you to death. Like he's going to come in. He's going to throw down his glass of whiskey. He's going to throw up the old school like hands boxing and go right into fisticuffs. Like I love this dude. Like just the way he looks. I I, I know he he's fought with the uh with with the mustache without the mustache. I you know you said you mentioned it. I'm a numbers guy. Do you have the numbers on how he play or how he fights with and without the mustache? I, I don't, okay. and I don't have no, the, the live reports if he's wearing them this week. <laughs> um, I wish I did. I love the mustache. Yeah, he's got he's got a great he's got a great look. He's also got a great game. Like he gets better as the fight progresses. He's very well-rounded, got a good stiff jab, uh, has, has been in there with some very good grapplers. And this is, this is a situation where I, I'm a little bit frustrated because if this was a few years ago, Marco Madsen with his Olympic credentials and a lot of notoriety that he's got would be the favorite, and you'd be able to get tremendous amount of value in the direction I'm going, which is Pichel. But people are hip to what Pichel has done inside the octagon what he does against uh, guys of a similar skill set. And I just think that he just gets the better of uh, of, of, of Marco Madsen over three rounds and either gets a late finish or a win via decision because Marco Madsen's Olympic credentials from wrestling are not going to bother Pichel too much. The striking is not at all. Pichel's better there. So um, this could be your 12-1 to play. And let's see if I can find it. Uh, if it's available at that odds, but Pichel in round three, hmm. maybe that is where we could get some value. Oh yeah, I'm seeing it. Oh wait, no, that's round two. Round three. Oh, round round three is fourteen to one. I'm seeing right now Ooh, listed in several fourteen different books. to one. Okay. So okay. do we do that? Do is that what I? Do I have to start doing that now? No, 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 no. Like Listen, the one. No, my philosophy with gambling is this, Jordan, and like you know, I gamble a lot. And my my philosophy with gambling is now I've added MMA into the repertoire, right? And it's just like that extra thing on Saturday that like I'm listen, I'm I'm betting on and now that college basketball's over with and, and the NBA's winding down and like we're getting to more, you know, crunch time with playoffs and stuff like that, the MMA's great uh to jump in on and start gambling on. And to me, like if you don't feel it, you don't need don't force anything. 
Like don't because you you don't want that record to come down. You don't want to be throwing money at bad at bad bets just because you want. It's like the gambler that's like betting the parlay every week because they hit one like once like six months ago and they're like, oh man, which I've done in the past too. Like oh man, I hit this parlay. It was it was three hundred to one and like I've got all this money and I'm just gonna do this every week. It's look it's not gonna work every week. It's gonna work like once every couple months and that's how you know. I feel like if you don't have a fourteen to one, you don't have a twelve to one. That's fine. We don't go with it. If you feel one, absolutely we go with it. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, again, I, I think Pichelle wins the fight. So he's at, what is he, fifty? Yeah. $1.35. Probably the likelihood is that he wins via decision. Marco Manson, you know, is a tough customer. But Pichelle also is a guy that, that is, a, you know, is a guy that can be a late finisher and gets better over, over fights. So um, I could see it happening. So maybe it's it may be and luckily for us, it originally was on the prelims, but the main card lost the fight, so now it opens the pay per view. Mm-hmm. I'll have ten fights to or you know seven eight fights to play with prior. If I'm doing well, fourteen to one. Here we go. A little sprinkle. There's nothing wrong with that. How about this though? So you've given us plus four fifties in the past. You've given us that kind of stuff as well. Uh, Pichelle by knockout or TKO is is plus three forty. That's not bad either. Those are good odds. That's not that's not bad, but that that's gonna that's gonna probably then want you to think that Pichelle's gonna get like some some top mount position, work some ground and pound because I don't yeah. think he knocks out Marco Madsen. And it, it, how trustworthy is that? You know, yeah, to to to, to believe that's gonna happen if, if it doesn't happen late, where Marco Madsen tires himself out because we've seen some challenges with his cardio before. He's a little bit older, even though Pichelle's the older fighter at thirty nine. Marco Manson at thirty seven, a little bit older. Just he's just not his body's not trained to go those three fifty, you know, those three hard five fifteen minutes uh, in a fight. So um, I, I guess maybe a small play in there, but I, I'm not convincing myself that I'm going to play the fourteen to one and wins in round three. Hey, I mean, listen, <laughs> like you said, see how the night goes. If it's going well, eh, a little sprinkle on it. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. A little sprinkle on it. It'd be a nice payday. And look, if you're chasing two, maybe a little sprinkle there too to try to get some of your money back. Either way. Either way. Okay, so that's the main card for UFC 273. We're going to focus now on one of the prelim fights that you wanted to hit on. Ian Gary against Darian Weeks. Ian Gary is a rising superstar in the UFC. I mean, I mean, you can go to ESPN.com. They're doing all these interviews with him, talking, you know, comparing his rise to Conor McGregor and how fast he came up in the UFC. He's six foot three, which is just insanely tall uh, for a fighter that goes at his weight. He's fighting against Darian Weeks in the last fight of the prelims. He's a minus 385 favorite. Uh, Darian Weeks is plus 290 right now. If you're looking at method of victory, because this one could be one of those finishers that we like to see uh, in the UFC, you're looking at Ian Gary by knockout or TKO at plus 125. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Ian Gary is, is a special talent as well, and it doesn't have to do with the fact that he is, you know, uh, from Ireland, that there's pictures of him circulating, uh, of him and Conor McGregor when Gary's like 12, and you know, yeah. and, and Conor McGregor is on the come up. Uh, I, I think he does, is a special talent. I think the UFC is one of those guys, like similar to Patty Pimblett. You know, they they've identified him as a future star, future European star. During weeks, is the next fighter in that mold. The guy that came out of the Contender Series is pretty good, five and one. Uh, last lost his last time out, but being asked to fight Brian Barberina. On short notice, we saw what Barbarina could do two, you know, two weeks ago when he beat Matt Brown. We had Matt Brown winning that fight, and Barbarina with the you know the small little upset. So um, I think Ian Gary is certainly worth a look, but again, at his odds, they are not. So uh, Gary Weeks under 
at one and a half. That's plus money. And then Gary inside the distance. And maybe if you don't want the sprinkle at 14 to one, Gary via submission at plus 700. Uh, might be worth something to to take a, a gander at. Ooh, as well. Okay, all right. So by submission, not by knockout. So yeah, by submission, like you mentioned, that's that's high up there. And then by Ian Gary by knockout or TKOs plus one twenty five. So either way, we're looking at Ian Gary to win this fight, right, and continue his rise. And I would imagine that if he's the last fight of a prelims here going on, that his next fight will be in some form of a main event. Not like a main event, but on the main card. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I want him on the main card for sure. I mean, this is, you know, that that pay, that last fight before the, uh, the generally the last fight before the pay per view is either a, a very important fight with highly ranked guys or someone they're looking to feature. Uh, you know, it's going to get a finish, and that's why Gary is in this position. So that is UFC 273. Anything else on the prelims that you're looking at? We did cover the entire main card, so you've got all those picks there. But anything else from the prelims besides Ian Gary that you wanted to hit? Yeah, well, I, I think I want to remind guys what we what we talked about last week on the show, and that was a prelim fight between Marcin Tabora and Jarzino Rosenstrike. Uh, I like Tabora to win the fight, even though in a couple of uh, previous fights he's been knocked out. Uh, pretty brutally. That's what Rosenstrike does. But I think also the grappling, the overall game of Tybura could cause some issues because Tybura has also survived, you know, Walt Harris. He survived Greg Hardy, you know, power punchers like Rosenstrike. And Rosenstrike gets taken down. He does. And he, and he struggles there. So, uh, and you would, you would for me, I thought Tybura was like plus 110, mm-hmm. 115. He was plus 135 last week. And I yeah. think he stayed there. He's plus so, 128 yeah. right now. Okay. So, Small, small down a little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. people are listening to the podcast and, and, and getting some bets in early. That's good. Uh, I like Ty Burrow to win the fight. I think he's just better everywhere. Wins, wins uh, you know, probably a three-round decision. So you like him there. You like Ian Gary in the under there. Uh, Vince Pichel in round three. If a sprinkle, maybe a sprinkle. Uh, but you like him to win outright at minus 144. Tisha Torres, money line at plus 104. Chemayev by knockout or TKO is another one. And then those big favorites, just throw them into a parlay and hope for the best, right? Yeah, that's uh, and, and, and hope for some good fights. You know, hope, Hopefully there isn't controversy in uh, the Jan Sterling fight. Sterling may be worth a small look, but at the end of the day, I'm expecting Jan, Volkanovski, and Shemayev to win their respective fights. That is Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon1063. You can get all of his picks at FatJackSports.com. The playoffs are coming. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, baseball is starting up now that the NCAA tournament is over. And, of course, you can get all of Jordan's picks right there as well, not just the picks he gives here on the podcast, but, uh, but other picks there as well and make sure always if you want to hey, listen if he hits if that 14 to 1 comes through i want people congratulating you i want to blow up your mentions i want i'll put it out there and i want people to blow you up because that's you you're giving out heat here you're making nothing but winners and if we just roll this money through i, I mean everybody's if you've been listening here we're giving out winners like I, if you got a 14 to 1 and a 5 to 1 almost here we we're, we're making people money and you deserve the credit for that i don't i'm yeah, just, I just, setting, want like, I'm just i just want like a text or a tweet or listen i'm like just that. setting you up here like this is you're doing you're doing the work you're you are the the handicapper here i'm just setting you up people need to be giving you the credit like they can tweet me all they want to but you're the one that deserves the credit make sure the credit goes to edward on zero edward on one zero six three if they lose you can come at me at adam a abdallah on twitter and uh next week we've got a big one for a local guy our friend here friend of the show Bilal muhammad will be fighting at ufc fight night we'll be back next week to preview that one on an all-new episode of the unnamed mma podcast